I disagree that they are overly complex. I think uh, they are well understood. Um, of course, the solutions are politically difficult. Um, but if we do the right things, if we're not ideologically motivated, uh, but pragmatic and practical, and do the right things for a long time, uh, we can overcome these issues. But uh, I, I, I don't think they're complex issues, actually. They're pretty well understood. Mm-hmm. Have you, at this stage, been able to get any details around the latest crisis, which has taken place in Zambia, and, and how does that impact, the, uh, impact our local power generation and transmission here in South Africa? Yeah, I, I have been in communication with the Eskom system operator, and uh, have been given an explanation which I've shared publicly. Uh, but in short, the South African power pool uh, and the countries making up the South African power pool um, have an interconnected grid. So there are AC interconnections as well as a high-voltage DC interconnection from Kohorabasa to South Africa. There was a sudden loss of generation capacity in Zambia, probably caused by uh, the, the, the tripping of generators at the Kariba power station. This caused a you know, this, this caused a, a sudden um, drop in the system frequency, and various protective devices, uh, both on the Zambian side, the Mozambique side, and the South African side, operated um, to uh, trip out a unit at Tutuka and uh, start various uh, pump storage uh, power stations in South Africa, as well as the diesel open cycle gas turbines. Uh, it's a complex technical matter. But it resulted in a loss of 1,000 megawatts of the HVDC line from Corona Bassa. But this was short-lived, and within two hours, that uh, loss of power uh, was restored. So um, it was a disturbance on the system. It resulted in some extra use of diesel and uh, water on the, on, on the pump storage schemes, uh, but it did not last uh, very long as a disturbance on the Corona line. There are conspiracy theories abound. There are some theories uh, that suggest that these blackouts are manufactured and hate and to hasten the deal for the Turkish power ships to connect to the grid. What do you think? Now, I, I personally am not a believer in these complex com- conspiracy theories. Um, I, I think there would need to be far too many people involved. Uh, and and these, cons- these conspiracy theories seem to abound, uh, not only in South Africa, but all over the place, um, and I really don't hold out much for that. It's too easy to blame a conspiracy or sabotage. You remember Alec Irwin once blamed uh, sabotage for a bolt in the stator of a, of a, of a generator at Kuberg. Uh, he sort of referred darkly to these uh, uh, to a conspiracy and saboteurs. Of course, it, 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 it was not true, uh, and it turned out to be... Uh, 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 problems with a contractor who happened to be uh, an Eskom subsidiary, Rotec, uh, did the work on uh, that generator. There usually are simple issues uh, relating to competence uh, and, and to human error uh, in, in these kind of matters rather than conspiracy. And I would rather see people come up with hard evidence rather than using this as an excuse. And uh, Look, I'm not saying there are not people that are uh, perhaps not performing properly, demoralized, demotivated, and maybe even deliberate, who knows. But uh, it's too easy just to use that as an excuse uh, without any evidence whatsoever. Talking about deliberate, how true are suggestions that there may be intentional sabotage taking place at ESCOM with reference to the breakdowns in some of the units? 
Well, that's what I'm trying to get at. And I, 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 I think before one uh, uses that uh, excuse, uh, one needs to have some uh, evidence. I'm not saying it's impossible, uh, but uh, I haven't seen any evidence, and I think it's uh, too easy uh, just to blame uh, and faceless saboteurs. Now, the Black Management Council has called for the head of the ESCOM CEO and the board. Is it perhaps time to consider terminating the services of the board of ESCOM and its top management, or is it too early? I think it would be a very uh, bad decision and, and would impact on ESCOM very, very negatively. The issues at ESCOM are very long-standing. Let's just run through them. First of all, the old generation plant at ESCOM is getting older every year. Nothing new about this. Um, second of all, the new generation that could be, should be coming on stream to replace the old fleets uh, in a progressive step-by-step manner, that is Madupi and Kusili, are coming on very late and are not performing well. This is a long-standing matter, dating back you know, 15 years. Uh, the, the, you know, this project started in, in 2008, the design problems, the execution problems, and all of the issues relating to the poor performance and the lateness of these projects has been going on for years, long before the current management occurred. And the third thing is that the new generation capacity beyond Madupi and Kusiri are not under Eskom's control, they are under the control of the Department of Mineral Resources and Energy. It's out of Eskom's hands. All the new generation capacity after the Dupin proceeding uh, are not coming from Eskom at all mm-hmm. uh, and are coming on very late. So we really, you know, to, to, to start looking for a scapegoat and putting a head on a platter mm. in front of the politicians is really disingenuous. And I, I, I think uh, it should be resisted. A new management at this stage would be a huge disruption for the work, the good work that is currently being done by the current people, the current management, in my opinion. Do you have perhaps a time frame on when load shedding at ESCOM may either be more predictable or even come to an end? And what are the alternatives to the country's energy problems? The current round of load shedding will come to an end when new generation capacity, significant quantities of new generation capacity, come on stream and start delivering power into the grid. The new generation, we need a surplus of generation, excess generation, to provide what is known as a generation capacity reserve margin, to give sufficient space to ask them to be able to do the deep-level maintenance it requires. There also needs to be a solution to ESCOM's financial woes, and that solution cannot come from ESCOM. It can only come from the shareholder. The shareholder is the DPE, uh, Ministry of Public Enterprises uh, and Government. Uh, uh, so the financial issues are also outside of ESCOM's control, and it's clear that financial issues are, in fact, constraining the ability to buy spares, uh, and, and as I say, there's inadequate generation reserve margin to enable ESCOM to do the necessary maintenance. At the moment, when they need to do deep-level maintenance, they need to shut down generators at a time where there's no generation reserve margin. That means by doing maintenance now, you increase load shedding. You don't decrease it. So uh, uh, there's a whole lot of things that have got to take place before this can come to an end. Many of these things are outside of ESCOM's control, and it's just too easy uh, to be, it point fingers at the CEO and make him a scapegoat. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the wrong approach. It's dangerous. It can only cause more trouble for Eskin in the short term.